Hello, thank you for joining LTC NAC Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN. I'm here today with Jesse McGill, Curriculum Development Specialist for APACN. Jesse joins us to discuss the APACN 2023 Quality Virtual Conference and provide a sneak peek into her breakout session. Welcome, Jesse. Glad to join you today, Amy. The APACN 2023 Quality Virtual Conference is a one-day virtual conference that will bring together leaders and experts in quality improvement to provide attendees with the information and resources necessary to monitor quality measures and outcomes for improved performance for both skilled nursing facilities and home health agencies. Jesse, can you tell us a bit about your breakout session, The Anatomy of a Quality Measure? Absolutely. So my session is really going to start at the very basics of a quality measure and really dissect into exactly what is the numerator and the denominator and how you come up with the ratio and the percentage so that there's a very clear understanding about how a quality measure is calculated and how you can use that information within your facility to better understand how a resident triggers, when they trigger, and what the percentage and the national percentile means to your facility. So it's going to describe exactly what the numerator is, the denominator, and the covariates, which provide that risk adjustment to the measure, as well as introducing the exclusions, how are residents excluded from the measure, and how that impacts your overall calculation. There's times that you have exclusions because a resident is likely to have a condition and that exclusion says, you know, it's outside the facility's control that this resident would likely have this condition. So they're excluded from that measure. But there's other times a resident can be excluded due to not having that information, such as dashing an item on the MDS, which can have a negative impact on your overall calculation. So this training will really go through that entire calculation of when exclusions are good and help your facility and when exclusions due to missing information can actually harm your facility and that overall calculation and the representation of that measure. The next thing I'll cover in the session is how to use the quality measure user's manual. So it is really the basics of understanding the parts of the quality measure and how the definitions and the look back periods and the different lengths of stay all play into the quality measure calculations. And that's all in the manual. And once you understand how to use the manual, it'll really help you to understand your quality measures, how they calculate and take that information back to your team to understand the trends and the changes that happen in the quality measures over time. I love this topic. So many people are confused about quality measures, how they're calculated, and I love that you're going to go over that and then also teach them to use the user's manual because that too can be very overwhelming when you look at all of the information that's included. If you had to choose only one thing, what do you hope the audience will take away from your session? I I really hope that If they walk away with one thing, it's confidence with understanding a quality measure. 
and not confidence that they can recite exactly the triggers and the numerator and the denominator and all those little nuances of the quality measures because the purpose is not to memorize all of the nuances, but to have confidence that they know they can use the quality measure user's manual. And like you said, Amy, not be overwhelmed by the user's manual, but have confidence that they can use that manual to understand why a resident triggered, how they can be excluded, what different MDS items could be a covariate and risk adjust that item, and also use that information to ensure the accuracy of your quality measures. Because once you understand all the different pieces that go into that measure, you're going to understand exactly what you have to audit on the MDS to ensure that entire measure is calculated accurately. Once you have the basic understanding of the measure calculation and you know how to use that manual, I am confident that the learners will be confident of how to use that manual and how to really dig into a quality measure and not be overwhelmed by the manual, but use it as a guide and a resource as it's intended to really help them through that entire process. That's excellent. Once we have a accurate quality measure, how will the learners be able to use information from this session in their quality improvement efforts? And you hit the nail on the head when you said that because the first part is the accuracy. So we have these quality measures that are taken from the MDS. And oftentimes I hear long-term care professionals talk about quality measures and what they can do on the MDS to maybe fix that measure. And we have to look at quality measures in two different lights. So the first one is that yes, the quality measures come from the MDS. So you have the data set that drives the quality measures and we have to ensure that that MDS is accurate. So once you have audited the MDS and you say, yes, this is an accurate reflection of what's happening in our facility, if there's still a problem, if you still have a quality measure that has triggered more residents or it's trending higher, or you have a resident that triggers for several quality measures, that's when we need to look deeper than the MDS. So the MDS is just a reflection of the problem. It's a reflection of the care provided. It's not the solution. And so we have to look before the care that happens before the MDS and better understand that so we can fix that problem before it triggers on the next MDS. So one analogy that I like to use when we talk about how the quality measures work and the role that the MDS plays in quality measurement is think about the MDS as an alarm, like a fire alarm. So you have the MDS data that says, hey, we have an alarm, we have this condition happening for this resident. So it might be a fall with a major injury or a UTI. So it's alarming us that we have this event occur. And if we look at the process, we can say, okay, there is a malfunction in the alarm, which would be equivalent to an error on the MDS. And we have to fix the MDS or we have to fix the malfunction of why the alarm went off to shut off the alarm. But if there's actually a fire, so there was actually a fall, there was actually a UTI, shutting off the alarm doesn't put out the fire. So we have to look beyond the MDS, which is really just the alarm. If the alarm is accurate, we have to look at what actually occurred to cause that alarm to go off. And then look at our quality systems and processes to better understand why it triggered, 
is there a trend with the residents who have fallen? Is there a trend with the residents who have UTI? What are the changes? Was there a process or policy that was not being followed? Was there a cleaning schedule for, like, say, the Whirlpool that wasn't followed that could contribute to the UTIs? Or was there a change in staffing that may have contributed to the falls? So, again, looking at the root cause of why we are triggering that alarm and using that information to change future process. The quality measures is a very reactive process. So we have to use that information as a reactive process and then also bring it forward to a proactive process to say, Mm -hmm. how can we use this information to improve our process and systems to reduce the residents who trigger quality measures in these areas in the future? I love the analogy of a fire alarm. That was a great way to put it. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today? I think the last thing I'd like to share with our listeners is that when we really embrace the quality measures and understand how the quality measures trigger so that we can use that information as part of our overall quality improvement process, this is a win for our entire facility because when we shift the focus to really trying to achieve the best resident outcomes and looking at systems and processes within our facility that build towards positive resident outcomes and the reduction of falls, the reduction of UTI, you know, looking at those good outcomes on the quality measures, that all makes the entire process easier. So when we work together with a great understanding of the quality measures and how they trigger and looking at our systems and processes and how those will impact future quality measure triggers, It's really an entire facility process, and the MDS plays one role in that, but the entire clinical team plays an enormous role in managing and making sure that we have a strong process towards quality improvement overall. So the last thing I'd like to leave our listeners with is to step out of the silo and really look at the bigger picture with quality measures and understand the role that the MDS plays, as well as the role the entire team plays for accurately reflecting the great care we provide on our MDS so that is reflected in the quality measures. Thank you for taking the time today, Jesse, to explain your session. I look forward to seeing our listeners at the APACN 2023 Quality Virtual Conference, which is coming up soon. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse assessment coordinators, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC NACCHAT podcast. If you are enjoying the content in this podcast, then plan to attend Jesse McGill's session during the APACN Virtual Quality Conference, taking place June 14th, 2023. This one-day virtual conference will bring together leaders and experts in quality improvement to provide attendees with the information and resources necessary to monitor quality measures and outcomes for improved performance for both skilled nursing facilities and home health agencies. Learn more and register at aapacn.org.